The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 25, on page 369. Unto thee, O Lord, will I lift up my soul. My God, I have put my trust in thee. O oh, let me not be confounded, neither let mine enemies triumph over me. For all they that hope in thee shall not be ashamed. But such as transgress without a cause shall be put to confusion. Show me thy ways, O Lord, and teach me thy paths. Lead me forth in thy truth and learn me. For thou art the God of my salvation. In thee hath been my hope all the day long. Call to remembrance, O Lord, thy tender mercies, and thy loving kindnesses which have been ever of old. O remember not the sins and offenses of my youth, but according to thy mercy think thou upon me, O Lord, for thy goodness. Gracious and righteous is the Lord. Therefore will he teach sinners in the way. Them that are meek shall he guide in judgment, and such as are gentle, them shall he learn his way. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth, unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. For thy name's sake, O Lord, be merciful unto my sin, for it is great. What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. His soul shall dwell at ease, and his seed shall inherit the land. 
The secret of the Lord is among them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Mine eyes are ever looking unto the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Turn thee unto me, and have mercy upon me, for I am desolate and in misery. The sorrows of my heart are enlarged. O oh, bring thou me out of my troubles. Look upon my adversity and misery, and forgive me all my sin. Consider mine enemies, how many they are, and they bear a tyrannous hate against me. O oh, keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be confounded, for I have put my trust in thee. Let perfectness and righteous dealing wait upon me, for my hope hath been in thee. Deliver Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. <clears throat> Here begins the second chapter of the book of Micah. Woe to those who devise iniquity and work out evil on their beds. At morning light they practice it because it is in the power of their hand. They covet fields and take them by violence, also houses and seize them. So they oppress a man and his house, a man and his inheritance. Therefore thus says the Lord, Behold, against this family I am devising disaster from which you cannot remove your necks, nor shall you walk haughtily, for this is an evil time. In that day one shall take up a proverb against you and lament with a bitter lamentation, saying, We are utterly destroyed. He has changed the heritage of my people. Now he has removed it from me. To a turncoat he has divided our fields. Therefore you will have no one to determine boundaries by lot in the assembly of the Lord. Do not prattle, you say, to those who prophesy, though they shall not prophesy to you. They shall not return insult for insult. You who are named the house of Jacob, is the spirit of the Lord restricted? Are these his doings? Do not my words do good to him who walks uprightly? Lately my people have risen up as an enemy, you pull off the robe with the garment from those who trust you as they pass by like men returned from war. The women of my people you cast out from their pleasant houses. From their children you have taken away my glory forever. Arise and depart, for this is not your rest. Because it is defiled, it shall destroy. Yes, with utter destruction. If a man should walk in a false spirit and speak a lie, saying, I will prophesy to you of wine and drink, even he would be the prattler of this people. I surely will assemble all of you, O Jacob. I will surely gather the remnant of Israel. I will put them together like a sheep of the fold, like a flock in the midst of their pasture. They shall make a loud noise because of so many people. The one who breaks open will come up before them, 
They will break out, pass through the gate, and go by it. Their king will pass before them with the Lord at their head. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath holpen his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 21st verse of the third chapter of the book of Romans. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. For there is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works? No, but by the law of faith. Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. Or is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also the God of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also, since there is one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. Do we then make void the law through faith? Certainly not. On the contrary, we establish the law. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, 
and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant to us, Lord, we beseech thee, the Spirit to think and do always such things as are right, that we who cannot do anything that is good without thee may by thee be enabled to live according to thy will. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, all. Begin our lessons tonight um, with Psalm 25, which is a psalm that begins and ends with um, this sort of calling of the psalmist to his own soul to trust in the Lord um, and calling out to the Lord in an act of trust. And then um, in the midst of which goes through this um, ebb and flow of, of considering how, um, you know, considering, you know, not only a kind of inward um, desolation, but also an outward desolation. The psalmist confronts both outwardly from himself the, you know, the, the reality that there is there are you know enemies um, to those who seek to be faithful to God. And that there's also an enemy within um, that seeks to be that, that, you know, needs to be quieted and called to order. Um, and the order of the Psalms is ever that the interior enemy must be confronted um, as the and as, that's where 90 percent of any battle is. Uh, and the exterior enemy is someone that can then be entrusted to God, who in due time will vindicate the righteous and the faithful one um, in the face of their enemies. And that's ever the pattern of the psalmist is to um, is to, you know, pause in the midst of the, the the sort of the anxious reaction we might have to someone who's coming at us or someone who is trying to persecute or someone who's just trying to, you know, disrupt this kind of peaceful dialogue that the soul has with God. Um, and, to, and, you know, instead of, you know, reacting to it and, and sort of taking retribution against it, um, seeks to um, seeks it as an opportunity to kind of confront the interior battle of the soul um, and just, and the things that arise there need to be settled first before any kind of outward um, antagonist can be dealt with and really uh, what ends, uh, dealing with it ends up can mean meaning to sort of hand them over and consign them to God. 
and to his good good timing. Um, this is uh, the perspective of Micah, of course, Micah the prophet, um, who's, uh, as, as has been pointed out in previous meditation, writing in the same time as Isaiah um, during the, the time of the, um, sort of the last days of the northern kingdom of Israel before they're sacked by the, the Neo-Assyrian Empire. Um, and uh, in this era, Micah is kind of, uh, he plays a little bit from a different perspective than Isaiah, um, who is the main, the major prophet of this era, um, by being from a kind of lowborn family and seeing how um, the decadence of Israel spiritually has produced the habit of the strong or the, the those who have means um, oppressing those who don't have the means to fight them off. Um, and this being a recurring crime against the law that gets Israel into ultimately the point when they are summarily judged and they are uh, decimated as a kingdom without recovery. And so you you have in Micah's prophecies like tonight, you have um, this notion of forbearance um, at play in the beginning where God is seen as patiently beholding his people in a sort of hidden way, in a very quiet and patient way to see what they will do um, and to see whether they will choose life and the good or they will, they will choose death and the evil um, and they continually choose the latter. And so in the in the fullness of that patience comes the time when he visits his people and finds, find, you know, and, and in that visitation reveals the true condition of their soul, their heart. Um, and as a result of that, um, they are judged and, um, and their, their sort of fate is sealed. And so Micah has, uh, is prophesying that that has come for Israel, for the Northern Kingdom, that um, the, the doom that it has, has quietly, it has, it has sort of steadily brought upon itself is now certain. And he uses the phrase very common in the prophets. This is an evil time, which means that, um, there isn't a kind of perfunctory repentance to be offered for it that will allay the disaster. Rather, um, that there, that, that disaster has now been certified and it's coming upon the Northern Kingdom. And so what there is, what faithfulness now means in the midst of all that is to um, patiently endure the affliction that is coming. So with the hopes of being found among what he calls the remnant people, the faithful remnant people who will be constituted together again um, after a time of affliction, and they will be welcomed by their God back into their land, will be gathered from the corners of the earth, um, and will be, um, will the blessing of God will be set upon them after they have suffered a while. This is a very, very common theme through the, through the whole Bible, Old and New Testament alike, um, is that through the trial um, that comes both as the result of our own um, wrongdoing, but also as just the result of the general brokenness of things, um, that, that, that is a trial set before us, the um, patient endurance of which produces, um, produces, uh, produces character, produces the righteousness that God seeks to, to create within us as we are outwardly afflicted and we contend with that in the interior battle of the soul through prayer. And that's reflected in, again, Romans 3 here, which has, uh, to, to this point, Paul is kind of bringing together his argument in the first three chapters by saying that um, that all have been brought under one judgment, um, whether they be Jew or Gentile, um, that by the, by the judgment of the law or by the judgment of the conscience, it matters not. All have been brought under one judgment now and the forbearance of God in old days to kind of to allow for this this sort of revelation to dawn on people, the disclosures of the conscience, the repentances um, from sin, the reformations and the and the and these different movements of time 
have all culminated now in bringing all the world's unrighteousness together and pronouncing a summary verdict on it. In the in, in Paul's mind, it's always having to do with the crucifixion of the Messiah as as uh, all sin has been brought under one canopy now, and it is at the crucifixion of the Son of God, through which all sin now stands condemned, whatever variety it might be. And thus only one righteousness can redeem from that sin. Only one faithfulness can redeem from the terrible consequences of that sin. And that is the righteousness and faithfulness of Jesus Christ. So that to be found in Christ, to be made to dwell in Christ and to partake of his life is now to be made partaker of the only redemption possible now. There is no sort of, there is no um, crediting of righteousness to anything that, uh, but other than the righteousness of Jesus, right? The, Jesus is the now the wellspring and source, the sole source of all righteousness that can redeem from the, um, the universal indictment of sin after God's long period of forbearance. The fullness of time has come. The consummation of time has come. And now all that is left for us is to continually uh, to be found in Christ. And if we stray at all from it, to repent immediately and be found in Christ again, which is exactly what we're here to do tonight. So couple thoughts for tonight. Continuing with our intercession on page 590. Let us pray. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for being here tonight. And thanks to Lynn, my co-leader tonight. Hope you have a wonderful Thank evening. You. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Father Hayden. Thank you, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thank you.